Hello, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Esteem Podcast. A podcast where esteemers will be invited to share their stories and discuss various topics such as their experiences in the network, from, ranging from events to working in Central, the history of Esteem, how it all started, how it is going, and just discussing tips and tricks on how to survive the harsh environment of university life. Our aim is to release seven episodes during the spring of 2022. And each of those episodes will shed light on some very fundamental part of esteem. So that both you, the listener that maybe is not really familiar with our network, will get insights in uh, what is going on in this cherry little cloud crowd, but also to uh, be interesting for the more experienced listeners that have been to an international night or two um, by offering you stories that you might have not heard before. So in this uh, very first episode, our topic is something that is close to every esteemer's heart. Their very first event and how they got involved in the network. My name is Eric Viktor Pemejasinski and I will be host for this first episode. So, it is my pleasure to introduce our guests, our very first guests for the Esteem podcast. With us today, uh, we have got Danny, we have got Nezi, and we have got Jana. Uh, Danny, would you like to start to introduce yourself? Of course, I want to. Uh, I'm Danny Bruss. Uh, I'm from LG Eindhoven. And um, yeah, I actually like to play hockey. I field hockey, actually. Um, I love traveling. It's also a part why I came to Esteem, because I just like to travel anywhere. Uh, I'm a student industrial engineering uh, at the TU Eindhoven. And uh, I've been active in Esteem for four and a half years now. Actually joined in my very first year. Uh, because people told me that it was amazing to do, and uh, I loved the idea of it. Esteem for me means friends, uh, traveling, and to, to see other cultures. It is very important for me because I think in the general education, you don't do something like that, uh, and it was very eye-opening for me. Um, I had the functional financial controller and the functional regional coordinator of the Northwest region, uh, both very different positions, but they learn me a lot. Uh, I'm still doing both, and it's uh, every time I, I see the people, it's, it makes me happy, and I can continue with it. Uh, and I joined this team in the year of 2017. Shall we go with Janne then, perhaps? Sure. Okay. So I'm Janne, and I'm from LT Laparanda. Uh, I love to play football. I've been doing that for my whole life. Also. This is not, not kind of like a hobby, but I have a dog. Uh, he just turned two years old and he's Samoyed. Yeah, I'm studying uh, data analytics. I just started my master's. And yeah, I've been active in Esteem for like one and a half year. Uh, and Esteem for me is the, quite the same for as for Danny. It's friends, uh, networking. Uh, and yeah, uh, and I think that I joined because I I wanted to improve my English. That was like one big, big reason. But also like, uh, yeah, making new friends, meeting new people, and yeah, eye-opening experiences. 
uh, I was the local responsible at La Peranda for the last year. And now I'm still active on the local local group. And also I'm in the members committee doing approaching. And yeah, I joined this team in 2019, but I kind of became active in 2020. That's super cool. Uh, shall we go with the, the last but not least or like quite the opposite because we have got uh, quite a veteran of esteem, uh, Nezi? <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Uh, yes, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Maria Srodi from LG Portal, uh, but everyone calls me Nezi inside this team. It's kind of my nickname. Um, don't ask me why, like I have no idea, but uh, but that's just the way that things are. Um, I've been in team since 2016, um, so quite a while now. I was actually started in my local group, um, and I, I eventually had the position of local responsible. And then I started also getting a bit deeper in central esteem, had a couple of positions in committees and services, and um, was actually the first department coordinator of academic departments when they were implemented. And last year I was in the board of esteem as vice president of education. And it all started a long, long time ago for me, um, but I can still very well remember the first day that I realized that esteem was my thing, uh, which was literally the first day of university. And when I was seeing the local responsible at the time, just presenting it to everyone, and I was just looking at that like, yes, like this is definitely my thing. I need to join this, like just get my email, get my contacts, like get me in. Um, so, yeah, it's I don't want to to be cliche, but uh, esteem for me is really like Yana said, it's, it was an eye opening experience um, because you can get so much knowledge, so much fun, so much friendships. Like it's literally a whole new world to explore. Um, that you don't get the chance to if you're not in a context like this. Esteemers have various ways of getting into the network. For some, Esteem is the only student organization at their university, so if you want to get involved into anything, your only option is through Esteem. Some are brought to a local group meeting where they are introduced to international Esteem events or local events and start joining those. Some get dragged right into a local group exchange without knowing anything about the network and start their experience while driving right to it. Some, and this would prove to be most true in the esteemers that joined throughout the years between year 2020 and 2021, they were bored at home and joined online events, training sessions or get to know game nights and got into that way. Uh, so with us here, we have three very different esteemers that joined, that all had different paths into esteem. So, Nezi, you were already kind of into the topic. Would you like to share with us your own journey of how you joined esteem and where that has taken you today? Yes, definitely. So after that first day, uh, I basically started to attend every local group meeting uh, which were actually during lunchtime. So I always ran to the bar to get a sandwich and eat during the, the local group meeting so that I, I was, was sure that I didn't miss anything. Um, and yes, and then I started to try to join the events. First event that I saw that was being organized in Porto during the time that I was there, um, I decided to be a host and get two people to sleep at my house, uh, join all the parties, trying to join as many activities as possible. And I think that was the first time that I really felt like the very strongest team spirit that you have when you just have a bunch of students that don't know each other from any place and they are just like there for the same thing, there to meet new people, to have fun, to learn. So it was really nice experience. 
Yeah, how about you, Danny? You are uh, you are in generation wise quite similar to Nazi. How was it for mm-hmm. you? Uh, for me, actually, I joined this team because I randomly uh, talked to this girl uh, who was who appeared to be a boardie at that time, and she was telling me about a penguin song, and I was like, okay, this girl is quite weird. <laughs> but anyway, it was quite funny because at, at the night we started drinking and they started telling about what they did. Uh, and I found out about Esteem. And basically, two days after, I, I registered myself for Esteem. Um, and the people just started me approaching me for uh, some local activities that I could do and everything. Uh, and at some point, I decided to do a committee. It was the Carnival Activity Week committee. Um, it was my first Esteem committee or like for an event. And I, I even got to learn more people. I... Um, I got so much involved in this team uh, and then I joined uh, my first event, which was uh, an exchange in Madrid. Uh, but I think we will talk about that later as well. Yes, we will. We will definitely get back to that. But that's still pretty cool. Amazing to join on your first well task group or committee uh, to be involved with the, with the Einhoven Carnival immediately. Indeed, I, I didn't know that it was such a big deal for me. It was just carnival, as, as we always celebrated. Um, but then I found out that people, like we had so many applicants, and it was so amazing, and it was so good to feel the spirit like that. Yeah, it's so yeah, I, I, I get you totally. We have got also in the Nordics like an event coming up. Uh, there was quite a lot of applicants. And uh, local boarders, they were like, yeah, what? <laughs> so many people want to come here. Uh, it's quite a shock when you don't really know the culture yet. Um, yeah, but shall we jump over to Janne? You are not as, well, experienced. You are experienced, but uh, you have got different kind of experience, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, sure. And I started, I started uh, like a couple of years after Danny and Maria. But yeah. Uh, joining a team for me was kind of like a slow process uh, because I joined as a freshman in 2019 and I didn't in the beginning I didn't really get to events I didn't it was kind of confusing for me then COVID came and yeah it kind of uh, took my motivation for a team away for like a couple of months but then our uh, who the Sarah who was the Local responsible back then really got me motivated and and she wanted me to be the next local responsible and after that it was like very fast deep dive into the team and it has been super cool. But that is really cool in my opinion that even though we had kind of the dark ages of esteem, uh, meaning like 2022, 2021, uh, when we could not travel, which which some people might argue is the core. Uh, was, is the core of esteem. Uh, you guys still were active. So uh, why why do you think that so many people got active during uh, uh, just during the Corona period? Well, yeah, it 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 was like kind of weird because yeah, but for me, like traveling is like the one of the biggest part of esteem. But yeah, uh, I don't know. It looked like well, we are going to talk about the first event later, but. After that, it, like I really felt the esteem spirit, and I got so many uh, new friends and stuff. So, like I don't know, people are really like, I know the atmosphere is super cool, and I think that's the biggest reason. You know, Eric, I think that actually during COVID, it was even more important uh, the esteem spirit and the mindset that we have, 
Because think about all the people that just entered university and don't know people that much because they were always online, don't have the chance to experience as much events and workshops and everything that each of us had on their first years in university. And then you have a team which brings everything like this. Even if it's online, they bring it all to you. They bring the new people, they bring the international touch, they bring the events, they bring the knowledge. So I think that for people that joined during COVID, this team was probably one of the, let's say, one of the most entertaining things for them uh, during their times in quarantine at home. Yeah, I really agree with Nezi. Um, I think we found out that esteem is way more than just traveling. It's also about having a group of friends and just meeting with each other. That's, uh, yeah, the, I like that we're coming to such deep conclusions already. Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, shall we then jump on to the next uh, topic of uh, your guys' first events? Uh, I know that you already wanted to talk about it. Uh, but yeah, we can maybe start with uh, we can start with Jana now that we are talking about online experiences and online events. Uh, so Jana, would you like to tell us about your first um, event? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, as I said, I Sarah really wanted me to become the local responsible, and I got elected. And before my Monday started, uh, there was event local responsible forum, and yeah, because there was COVID, it was online. And it was uh, three days, like a weekend. And I really didn't know what to expect. I saw the agenda and then I looked like, okay, I have to be on my computer through the whole weekend. But yeah, like, I think like online, offline, local responsible forum is uh, like a really deep dive to esteem, especially if you have, if you are not experienced like me. But yeah, I learned so much, like, I like, like I learned the esteem structure, how, where are the other local groups? Like you can see that they are from this and this country, but like I really got to know and understand the differences uh, with, with the countries and, and universities. Mm, and yeah, mm, I, sorry, I'm looking with uh, the questions. I got a bit confused. No, no worry. But I have got a question to you in that case. Yeah. Uh, like you're talking about this theoretical knowledge. You and you got to know esteem. You got to know other LGs. Um, but uh, how about the friends? Did you meet uh, people that you're still in touch with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met like people who were also like uh, starting their mandate and, and becoming active on esteem so we were kind of at the same situation and i still i'm in, in touch with uh, people from like all around europe like from this and this local group and yeah it was super super exciting and and, and like especially with uh with the current another previous local responsible of Tampere because she was also like pretty much in the same situation as me she didn't know much and we kind of had our journey together uh, but now you've had quite a lot of experience, uh, except for the offline ones, right? Uh, what did you do after uh, after LRF? Yeah, I uh, actually then like did some online events. Uh, I was organizing some like uh, I, one event was like uh, game night and get to know each other. Like we had a speed dating. It was really fun organize uh, and also I met uh, people in there and actually we got the idea in in a session in a local responsible forum 
and yeah, and then I organized another event, which was super cool. Uh, it, it, in Finland, we have a student traditions. Uh, we have this kind of singing party when you where you sit on tables and, and sing and drink. So we did that online, and yeah, I think it's what really, really big success. Mm, absolutely. Uh, shall we jump on to the uh, to the to the older generations then uh, <laughs> and see how they <laughs> what their first events were? Okay, who's the older generation? Do you want to go with Danny or should I? Like? You're older. <laughs> okay, okay. You yes. but, but Danny, you can't say that to a lady though. That's Come true. on, that's, that's a good. <laughs> So my first event, uh, all the way back to 2017, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, my first event was actually in Eindhoven, Danny's local group. Uh, my first and second event in a row in Eindhoven, actually. And it was an academic place. And it was right in the beginning of my second year in college. And I was actually pretty indecisive between going to academic days or an exchange that was at the same time. But then the topic kind of got my interest because it was about basically innovation. It was called Smart Days. Uh, so it was innovation all around a lot of sectors. And it was a very, very cool experience. I heard about it um, through like social media in general. Uh, and then I just kept on seeing all the posts and I was always keeping up with it. And, and then I saw the early board application. I got accepted as early board. It was super cool for me because I was a complete newbie. Uh, and then, yeah, when I got accepted as early board, I decided like definitely go for it. I cannot miss this opportunity. And it was very, very cool. Um, it was a bit traumatic uh, <laughs> in a way because I kind of twisted my foot like literally five minutes after I oh, got to the no. event. So, you know, the moment when they give you kind of like a paper where you sign that you are basically responsible for all your actions. Yeah, I, I fell like 10 seconds <laughs> after signing that uh, because people that are listening to this podcast, people that are 160 cannot ride bikes in Eindhoven. I'm sorry, we just can't. Um, and yeah, but besides that, it was very cool. Um, guys from Eindhoven was super nice. I was always riding on the back of their bikes and still went to a lot of parties. I thought that it was going to be more of an academic event, let's say, because it had the component of like university classes and stuff. But it was really, really cool because we got to go to a lot of companies, uh, like seeing really crazy stuff. Uh, and the parties were <laughs> really, really nice. Uh, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but I actually fell asleep on the mechanical department of University of Eindhoven <laughs> and because we had a party that was so nice on an abandoned bunker that we actually only uh, slept for 37 minutes that day. I remember setting my alarm and that thing saying 37 minutes. I remember from my first event, uh, it was a Europe treaty in Serbia. Uh, I think I was not sleeping at all at night and then during the sessions uh, when we were talking about politics uh, well yeah I, I don't remember much from uh, from the politics of the, the Serbian government uh, let's keep it at that yeah I understand and I think that's also a very important thing to keep in mind like esteem is work hard play hard so you go out at night you sleep very little but it's important that the next day you are still fresh and that's something that throughout the events you kind of gain this ability to always be super fresh the next morning, even if you party all night. Yeah, do you mean that you can you can survive, sustain yourself on a smaller amount of sleep? You can, you can. You can sleep four hours a night or three hours a night during a full event and still be super fresh. Problem is when you get back to your local group. <laughs> how, how does that work when you come back? You sleep two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds reasonable. 
Uh, Danny, how about you? Uh, Nazi visited Eindhoven. How was it uh, for the Eindhoven guy? Uh, for the Eindhoven guy, uh, I went to Madrid uh, for my first local group exchange. Uh, and I can just not describe uh, how much impacted that on the rest of my my life in esteem. Um, I was hosted by by Adrian. Uh, he was a really nice guy. And uh, I, I first got to know his parents, but they didn't speak any English. <laughs> so I had to learn some Spanish words to uh, say, like, good morning and to ask how they were, uh, which was quite funny to me because I never had such an experience before. Uh, but the event overall was amazing. I slept maybe like two or three hours a day. Uh, we partied like crazy. Uh, drinks were cheap. Uh, and I learned a lot about Madrid. Um, and it was in winter, so we even saw snow in Spain. It's for me also quite an interesting fact. Um, it was just a really nice event. And I think for everyone here, uh, I can say that always your first event is the one that you will always think about. Uh, as good as or as bad as what it was, it's still your first event and it, it made you a different person, I guess. But uh, you guys have mentioned quite different events. Uh, well, Jana, you were to local responsible forum. That's, uh, well, central schooling for local responsibles. Uh, Nazi, you went to an academic days. Um, and uh, Danny, you went for a, for a local group exchange. Uh, when uh, for for our listeners that are well maybe going for their first events unsure uh, what to choose what would you recommend them like how should they think when they pick the, their first event? I'm going to be very honest. Um, I think you sh it's a decision that you shouldn't rationalize that much. Like you go to the portal or you go on social media, and if something sparks your interest or like just pops up something inside you, you know, that you look at it and you're like, oh my God, this seems cool. Just get informed about it, like read the description, see if it is something that you would be interested in and then just go for it. Like don't overthinking. There's a lot of events. You have a lot of time in the in faculty during all the years that you're there. So if it looks cool, go for it. And then if you like another, go for it. And then you just keep going for it. It's a snowball effect that lasts for, for five years of your studies. Do do you other guys agree? Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, like you really don't have to prepare anything. Just be open-minded and and yeah, maybe like if you want, you can check on the portal that other people who are going, and maybe you can contact them and and uh, talk about the journey. But like, really, you don't have to think about too much. Just go, be open-minded, and yeah, you will you will definitely enjoy. Yeah, I think if you want the best experience. Just go to an event without anyone from your local group. Just throw yourself like in there and see what's happening. I think that the best experience will happen then because you're going to be amazed by everything you can do in the network. And especially if you choose an event that you think is very interesting and you meet so many open-minded people, uh, I think it's going to be amazing for, for a new person, a new person joining us team said Danny, who on his first event went for a local group exchange with 15 of his friends from Eindhoven, I guess. Yeah, actually, um, I, I'm saying this because I wished uh, maybe that I didn't do like a, a local group exchange my first event. Um, but on the other hand, I still love local group exchange as well. So for me, it worked out like that. But I think for the best experience, you can better do 
like a completely individual event and throw yourself in the deep. Mm-hmm. How much did you guys prepare for your first event? Like, uh, well, uh, yeah, were you were you packing a week before? Uh, were you studying the uh, the country you were going to go to? Were you studying the language? Uh, what was your what was the process for you guys? I talked to my host so that I could write down the address and not get lost. And I think that's what all the preparation that I did. And I still managed to get lost. Oh, so what? <laughs> because, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit old, okay? Uh, there, I didn't have mobile data. Like, when I got to Eindhoven, I was just like, okay, how am I going to get to the faculty? Uh, so, yeah, it was a very fun experience. Wait, was that before, like, before 4G? No, I don't know. I just know that I don't know. I don't remember if it was because I didn't have it on my phone or because I already blew up the package, but I didn't have internet uh, when I arrived there. So yeah, that's that's a bit of a problem. Yeah, I think back in those days, uh, the data was not for all of the European Union. It was Mm -hmm. just for your own country. So maybe that was the reason. Oh, yes. You needed to pay like a, a lot, a lot of money if you wanted to use it like outside of your country. I think it was that. Yeah. But then I found a very nice person on the street and they put on their Google Maps and I kind of found a way after like half an hour walking around the city how to get to the pavilion in the uh, in University of Eindhoven. But that was cool. You got a you got a city tour, an official city tour. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's funny to hear the, the pavilion, uh, the building. It, it doesn't exist anymore, but I, I can <laughs> totally understand why it's hard to find that building because it's completely at the back of our university and it's so old that it's not high or something okay guys uh, shall we tell our listeners the details the juicy juicy gossip of your first events uh, could you share like your favorite memories i don't know something that made you uh, really remember that event Janne, would you like to go first yeah yeah uh, actually like uh, I want to talk about um, my uh, first event that I organized uh, in STEAM. It was Nordic Motivational Weekend. And there we had a, a sit-sit party that I talked about earlier. Earlier, and, and yeah, I was really afraid to do that activity because I didn't know if, if like it would be a success. But it turned out to be a really good success because uh, apparently Swedish people have that party too I didn't know that in the beginning and it was like combination of like Finnish songs and Swedish songs and it was beautiful it has it was the most uh the best uh city party I've had ever so yeah that was like a really I still like remember I was almost like crying because it was so beautiful when everyone was joining and uh like having so much fun and singing Oh, that's so nice to hear. Uh, as, well, uh, it happens to be that I was also at that sister party, and I agree. Uh, it was totally amazing to sing, even though I didn't understand what I was singing. It was like, yeah, I don't really know what it was doing. <laughs> but could you could you tell us what a sister party is, just quickly, on for those that don't know? Yeah, so it's a table singing party uh, with a lot of traditions, a lot of, lot of rules. So basically, someone proposes a song, and then uh, they maybe tell a story about the song or or something related to the song or like basically anything, a joke. Uh, and then 
then we sing the song and we cheer the cheers after that and and yeah you get super drunk and also we ate food during that and like yeah mostly students do it in finland but also like some older people i don't know why but and yeah and you guys do it in sweden right Yeah, we have got a version. Uh, we have got less singing and we do something that's called Yukla. Uh, that's more of uh, performing like a small theater act that is supposed supposed to be funny. I mean, it gets more funny the more beer you got in your belly. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know what? We could maybe make a little, uh, uh, like we can just show how a sit-sit party goes. Uh, would you like to do that? Like you could be a Toastmaster and you can just, I will, I will uh, pretend that I'm raising myself and I will uh, propose a song. Shall we, shall we do that? Just like for 20 sure, seconds. Sure, sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay. How, wait, how, how did you start the, like, how do you uh, get the attention of everyone? I forgot yeah, about that. So uh, it's like the same as, I don't know, like if you would want to, make a speech and like i think this is like international way that you would like uh with your spoon uh tap your class so it makes like a oh yeah sound. Right, all right but so, but but, right. but but we don't do that we say killing calling killing calling which is in finnish it's like sounds everyone understand it okay it's the same kind of sound but with your <laughs> well, yeah yeah i remember i remember let's let's do that now all right uh yeah danny and nazi you guys will just have to listen to our weird uh weird <laughs> shit Uh, just enjoy uh all right so i like imagine that we are in a room full of uh well 20 sweaty nordic esteemers uh, everyone has, is wearing their overalls uh so like it's a nordic thing we got uh we, we got overalls you will see it on your on your event where nordics are uh, and then uh, i raise myself and i say killy calling killy calling yeah and, uh, and i would point out eric you can talk I give you permission yeah. to talk, and then I will be. I will say something ridiculous because I usually, when I talk, I say just uh, ridiculous things. Uh, and then after my speech, Yana uh, will uh, will continue. I think. Yeah, well, I will ask you that. What do you want to sing? Because yeah. every time you speak, you have to uh, end it with a song. And so I start. I, I go like para, there is a song in a steam. It's called Parachuter. So I, my brother was a parachuter in U.S. Marine, and everyone will start singing together. Yeah, mm. yeah. So there you go. You have an idea of how the how uh, how Yana's favorite moment went. Uh, how about you, Danny? Actually, um, for me, the most eye-opening activity was the international night. Uh, for the people that don't know what an international night is, uh, you bring your food from all the countries that go to. But for me, it was an exchange. So it was just Spain and, and the Netherlands. Uh, but they told us, uh, okay, we, we can have dinner at like at the place. Uh, so you don't need to like have any food before. You can just go to international night and we will have we will provide dinner for you. Uh, it appeared to be that it was not that much. <laughs> And if you don't have that much dinner and you start drinking the favorite beverages of the country, uh, it actually turns out that you get drunk in like 20 minutes. <laughs> and it was very, very interesting for me because that whole night, uh, I'm not going to name names, but I saw everyone kissing everywhere and it was totally crazy. Uh, people that locked themselves in the bathroom. Uh, it was very crazy, crazy experience, but I will never forget it. It's the Spanish love. It's the la Latinos coming out. 
Yeah, indeed. I, I cannot say that I uh, didn't fall for it either. <laughs> yes, it's not just the Latinos on International Night, Eric. Yeah, no, that's true. Or I would say like this, everyone turns into a, a hot, fiery Latino after International Night. Uh, yeah, like like Danny, you said that it was an eye-opening experience. I wanted to make a joke that it's, uh, for many people, it's an eye-closing experience because there's a lot of alcohol usually involved. Um, you you said that you you bring your own regional traditional foods, uh, but that's not the only thing you bring, right? Uh, no, you bring drinks and you bring your flag and uh, you you actually make sure that you can have everything from your country that's possible to take on a flight. <laughs> yeah, that is true, and it's it's incredible how much uh, how much content a little table can fit, right? Yeah, indeed. Like it can be full of stuff. Uh, probably at the end of the night, not anymore. But at the start, it can be full with anything. Yeah, Nezi, how about you? Would you like to share? I can, but it's it's very hard to choose just one moment because uh, we were talking about this, and I was just popping out memories like all the international nights where you just go like after a while you start to know which drinks you like so you just start running for them in the beginning of international nights before they ran out uh all the moments when you're just like in a club or in the middle of the streets just like going around uh with the people that you met like your best friends but you know each other for like one day <laughs> um but you just feel like you know them since forever and random things i don't know like seeing together in a karaoke bar uh, asking for money, drink, singing Christmas songs in the middle of Eindhoven. Uh, I don't know, going to bunkers to have parties. I don't Wait, know. Uh, I Christmas songs? Why were you singing Christmas songs? It was part of a pub crawl. Uh, we found a couple of, uh, like, we just basically joined a couple of esteemers on the street and we started singing, like, Christmas songs in October. Uh, and we were joking that we were asking for money and then, like, we had the, the hat of one guy in the middle of the street, and we actually got like seven cents. <laughs> that's that's good. Could you buy something with those? No, in Eindhoven, no. especially not. <laughs> Are the prices that bad for for handover for in Eindhoven? Not that bad, but we are from Portugal. <laughs> <laughs> but you got free seven cents, I guess. Okay, yes. Mezi. Uh, we can go from your favorite moments then to your least favorite moments, or for some people they might be least favorite moments. But we can talk about the uh, the traditions of esteem that we call punishments. Yes, we can go there. Uh, I got I got a lot of punishments uh, because when you are in esteem, there is one thing that's called Portuguese time. Uh, I don't know if you are familiar with it, which means that Portuguese people usually arrive around five to ten minutes late to stuff. And in esteem, uh, when you get late to stuff, you get a punishment. So as you can imagine, throughout my esteem journey, I had a lot, like a lot. Uh, and I think that's uh, there are two that I keep in my memory. Uh, one of them was in an LR forum in Eindhoven when I got <laughs> I got so late that they actually made me sing alone in the middle of an auditorium a song in Dutch, uh, which didn't go very well. And uh, and yeah, another one that was also very cool was yes, a CN what, what song was that though? Because uh, it was can, uh, <laughs> it was called Leaf. Danny, oh. do you know it? Leaf of Le or Leaf? <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I don't know any song called Leaf, but I know I know a song called Leaf. It's actually quite popular. 
it's that one then <laughs> you see how bad it went yeah so so <laughs> Nevi was not that good if you were if you thought that you were singing uh, leaf instead of life no no it uh, was very bad no i i know that it was very bad um but yeah and then the other one that i remember very well because there's actually a video of it uh, was in cm varson that a very tall guy stole my flag from the local group and then i was kind of trying to get it back but it he just like stretch his arm and hold it very high and the video is just me like jumping trying to get my flag like a child you know and uh, yeah, yeah and I didn't get it and I got, and I got the punishment on the stage uh, but the video is very good oh there is a video of it there is there is unfortunately there is Oh, okay. Well, the podcast is only uh, audio version, but uh, if it would be also visuals, we would surely put that in. Uh, yeah. Uh, how about how about you, Danny? What kind of um, what kind of punishments did you guys do in Madrid? Uh, in Madrid, I actually had a very funny one. It was the first time I had to uh, think about a punishment, so it was not one I did myself. Uh, I have had to do a punishment for Shores, uh, the famous Shores. Uh, some Older people might know him. Uh, he's quite an iconic guy. Um, and we were in a bar. And we were in a bar with a, a lot of drinks and everything. Uh, the drinks were, I think, like you had to pay a certain amount and then the drinks were free after. Uh, but I had to give this guy a punishment. So I thought, what can I do? Um, maybe I can just request a song and let him dance on it. But it started to turn out that Shores actually had to dance on Shakira, Hips Don't Lie. <laughs> and he had to do belly dancing without his shirt on. <laughs> it was very traumatic, I think, for a lot of people. For me, it was just very funny. Uh, I just loved <laughs> loved to see this. And it was one of the first times I saw a punishment. So it was definitely a good one. Was he as good as the, as the Spanish people in uh, doing the belly dance? I would say that he was just different. <laughs> <laughs> not good, not bad, just different, different styles. Indeed. <laughs> uh, Jana, how about you? Uh, did you guys have some uh, fun punishments on the Motivational Weekend or uh, any other, you think? Yeah, yeah, in the Motivational Weekend, I just uh, remember that, that before the sit-sit, before the singing party, uh, there were so many people waiting to complete their punishment that during sit-sit, I, I decided that uh, okay, we will do an energizer called Made Alivasta. I think all of you guys know it, and mm-hmm. I, I really don't like it because it's like it's a Finnish song, which goes like the, which goes like this: Made Alivasta, Made Alivasta. You will. It's uh, probably like in the every CM we do it. Uh, but yeah, but yeah. So I I decided that we are going to do because mostly like everyone was waiting for the punishment. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was kind of funny because we did the song and the punishment at the same time. That's uh, I mean I mean I think that that's a little bit mi- like that's a, that's a mild punishment if you just uh, if you just distribute it all across uh, everyone that's gonna be punished. Yeah, right? yeah, but it was too hard to handle because everyone was stealing their others' uh, name tags and flags, so like it was too. Too much chaos, so I had to figure out some some way to deal with the punishments. I I remember uh, when I was in Bulgaria, we made one girl uh, do the haka, uh, but we made her do the haka alone at the beach. But we made her do alone, so we didn't answer. Uh, so for those of you that don't know what a haka is, it's kind of there's a lot of screaming involved. 
uh, and if you're in a public place, everyone will notice you. So, so yeah, so she did her part, but no one was, no one was responding. Uh, so that was quite brutal. Poor girl. Yeah, absolutely. She did not like to make the haka anymore. Uh, yeah. Shall we, shall we go on to, uh, what kind of effects your first event had on the rest of your journey, of your esteemed journey? Um, so yeah, Danny, would you you already talked about that a little bit? Would you like to uh, remind us? Yeah, I, I think like the first event uh, for me it was just like getting to know Esteem a bit and that little sparkle that I needed to actually go further in the network, and it also motiva- motivated me to actually apply for my first individual event, uh, which was the Europe 3D in in Helsinki and in Tallinn. Actually, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what the Europe 3D was, but it sounded amazing to me. Um, and actually, it was amazing. I, I just loved it. And because of that, it just started like the, the snowball started rolling. And basically, it made me so enthusiastic. And it's it, like, I can never explain how much uh, it it's actually was worth to me. I think it's quite similar to a lot of people that you go for one event, you don't really know what to expect, but then you really start. Uh, well, yeah, one event opens the door to uh, so many others. Yeah, indeed. You start to get so like interested in what a team is. And actually, you see that there's so much possible. So you just want more and more and more. You just get kind of addicted to it, basically. Yeah. How, how many events have you been to now, Danny? I think I'm at 20 uh, offline ones and 10 online ones, something like that. Yeah, collecting them like uh, like Pokemon cards. How many do you have? <laughs> yeah, speaking of people with a lot of events, uh, Nezi, how about you share the effects of your first uh, event and tell us how many events you've been to? Yes, I actually don't know the, distinguish, the distinction between online and offline. Um, Portal says 62, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was very similar to Danny. Like you go, in my case, I before going to an event, I actually organized one or was part of the organization of one. Uh, and, and it's the snowball. Like you organize one, you like it, then you want to go out and actually experience one as a participant. You go to that one, you want to learn more about this team, go to more events, uh, organize more things. And it, it's literally the boost that makes you want to do each time more. Uh, because every time that you go to an event, you meet different people, you meet different perspectives, uh, you go to a different event type, so you learn new things. I don't know. Like, it, it's it's really just a, a world that it seems that it never ends uh, of things that you can explore more. So it, it really just boosts you to keep on going, keep on learning, uh, talking to more people, finding out more, and just, like, discovering all of these possibilities uh, that just keep getting unlocked for you. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it seems that we have got the, quite the same uh, vision uh, because I totally agree. Jana, how about you? Well, yeah, like as Danny talked about the sparkle, I definitely got it. But also like, uh, as I told earlier, the local responsible forum was really educative and I, I was really interested interested in esteem and the structure. So after that, that event, it, it has been really easy for me to, go to another esteem event and talk about esteem to my friends who are like maybe not part of esteem yet because like I learned the basic structure I learned how it works how events work and stuff so like I 
it was like everything after that has been really easy for me. And coming back to the people that maybe, well, yeah, I'm still thinking that on your first event, uh, you might be quite nervous and you might be quite uh, shy to to do the first step because that is the, that's at least how I've noticed, that's where the biggest threshold is. Um, how how did you guys, like, yeah, if, if you could talk to yourselves, uh, earlier selves, before you went to the first uh, Steam event, like what, what, you, what would you tell yourselves? Uh, yeah. Before the first events? Yeah, like um, think of Nezi at the beginning of her uh, of her school. Like you just joined uni and you were you were thinking of organizing that first event. Like how would you motivate yourself? Yeah, I think that it's the mindset of going for it, and I think that's something that I developed a lot during my Steam journey. Um, the stop overthinking and just like going for it, and it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be what it needs to be. And, and I think that's the most important thing because people sometimes they are too scared uh, to say the first word to another person or to take the first step to join a, an activity or either because they think it's too difficult or it's not going to go well. And in the end, you regret more if you don't do the things uh, than if you do the things and it just doesn't go as you expected. So, yeah, I think it's really the mindset of going for it. Uh, that's the first point. And second point, uh, Marie of the past, like just. You cannot get on top of a bike in Eindhoven, like, just don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that might be very hard. I actually completely agree with uh, with Nezi, uh, especially to have just an open mind. Uh, just let everything go towards you and, and think by yourself, like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to, like, be open towards it. And I think at that point, you're going to have an amazing time. Yeah, like I honestly I don't I don't have anything else to add. So like two sentences, just go for it and don't overthink. I'm also thinking that for a lot of people, maybe it's um, uh, well, a lot of people think that you might have to be in the local board or you might be you you need to be involved in a steam to go for your first events. Uh, you guys were not involved um, as uh, well. You were not in the local board or in any way involved, right? When you joined your first uh, events? No, not at all. Um, and I can even share an experience that I had as local responsible, which was a guy that sent me a message so that I could add him to the portal because he, like, it was literally the second day of school. I made a presentation about his team. He went to the portal, saw an event, and he just texted me like. Hello, sorry to bother you. Can you please create me an account? I want to join this event. <laughs> so you literally don't need to have any experience at all. Hmm. Like like going for an Steam event is completely, uh, well, a lot of people don't know what a Steam is uh, even after their first events, right? Yeah, indeed. Like people have a lot of, uh, yeah, different understanding of what a Steam is, but it doesn't really matter in my opinion. In the end, if you just have a fun time, it's, it should be good, right? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. What What would you guys say? Uh, yeah, what does esteem uh, uh, mean to us in terms of events? Just a lot of fun, I guess. For me, every time I go somewhere, even though it can be more academic or more uh, serious events, it's always fun. It's always fun to see the people and always fun to hang out, have the evening activities and work 
on the same topic. It's just fun. Yeah, just definitely. fun, yeah. Yeah, do you guys agree with just fun or do you have some other buzzword that you would call it? Well, of course. Uh, yeah, maybe I can add that. Yeah, that fun is like, the, uh, it's it's like, yeah, I can agree with that. But also like, I might add that e events are like very cheap mm -hmm. traveling. Like, like you get the international experience and the experience to uh, meet friends and maybe like develop, develop some academic skills, but also like it's very cheap traveling. Like if, for example, I, right now I'm in Lyon doing local group exchange and we were just talking that if you would do vacation in here, it would be, it would be so much ex expensive. So, yeah. Oh, so, you, so you're going to go back to Lyon for, uh, for just cheap vacations now? No, 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 no. I, I just meant that, <laughs> no, I will do another event here because it's so much cheaper than the vacation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I also, if I uh, recollect correctly, I, uh, I've booked some tickets. I'm going to Budapest actually tomorrow. So that's cool. But I'm going to Budapest for, I think, like flying will be 10 euros back and forth. And then the whole event. So one week of staying will be uh, 80, 80 euros. So one week of staying in another city will be uh, less than 1,000 Swedish crowns uh, or less than 100 euros, which is really cheap. I agree. Uh, yeah, that's that's cool to point out, Jana. Nezi, how about you? Yes, I would also add that, uh, yes, fun, cheap travels, everything, but it's also what you learn. Uh, I don't want to bring education into this, uh, <laughs> but you all literally always learn something else when you travel. Uh, either it's someone that shared the story with you or an experience with you, something that you learn about the city, about the topic of the event that you're at. Uh, even if you just learn something about the language, like how to order two beers in Turkish, for example, um, you, you learn a lot. Like there is no way that you're traveling to an event with so many people from all around Europe that you're not going to learn something. So whatever event that you go, whatever travel that you make, you know that you're going to win with that. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Like you learn so much from, from each event. And for me, it's also learning about people. Like I, I kind of always had the stereotypes in my head for what is a, a Russian person or what is a is a Spanish person. But actually, with the events, you kind of realize that every person is just a person, and that you have to learn how that person works. And maybe it's completely different from what you expect from from that person. And I think for me, that was really yeah. I got so much more open minded because of that. Yeah, how does how how is it to meet all these new cultures? Uh, uh, do you actually like? Yeah, Danny, you said that that you had uh, some kind of stereotypical uh, uh, Russian person, uh, but but yeah, the, the, how do the stereotypes uh, come up with uh, with reality? Is it really different? It definitely is. I think I never met a person that I thought, oh, you're the stereotypical person that I had in my mind. So. It's just meeting all these people is, is just so nice because I know a lot about how like the minds of people work. And if I work together with them and even like in a professional state, like it's, it's very different with people from other cultures. Uh, Dutch people are very direct, but of course I've worked with two uh, VP of finances from, uh, from Istanbul. And you see that it's really different to work with them and you have to have a different approach. 
I think I, without esteem, I would never have learned such a thing. Yeah, Danny, could you could you tell us a little bit how the how the how you approach uh, a Turkish VP of finances? Uh... Well, like in in Dutch, you would just say what you want. Like it's, hey, can we do this? Or you would make like a little bit rude comment. It would be completely fine. Uh, in like when you approach a Turkish person, for example, you need to give a little bit more context. Uh, you need to also start the conversation just like informally by ad- asking like how someone is that day or anything like that. Uh, it's just way more chill and way more indirect. And you never say someone like you never say something in someone's face directly. Uh, you try to like packages <laughs> a little bit nicer and a little bit more soft, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, uh, uh, well, understanding other cultures, other people is just one of the benefits of uh, going for your first event and experiencing esteem. Um, with this, I would, uh, I think that we can wrap it up. And I would really like to thank our guests, uh, Danny, Jana, and Nezi. You guys were amazing. Thank you for joining the very first uh, of our uh, of our podcast uh, series. Uh, really glad that you were here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a pleasure and thank you for the invitation. And that's a wrap on the first episode of the Steam podcast. Don't forget to check out the Steam portal to find your own very first Steam event that you will attend. If the portal seems a little bit tricky to you and you are just not sure how to use it, ask your local responsible and they will surely help you out. And if you are sad that uh, this episode is over and you are uh, and you want to hear more, then don't worry because there will still be six more episodes coming out soon. And the next episode will be on the topic of the friendships that we have made in Esteem. So we will be inviting three new Esteemers that will uh, talk about how they made their first friendships, how they made their best friendships, and how they maintain these friendships throughout the years. With more information coming on when the episodes will be released on our Instagram and on our social media. So don't forget to follow those as well. My name is Eric Viktor Pemejasinski and you are listening to the Esteem Podcast. So to, to end it in a very esteemy way, I will say this. See you somewhere in Europe.